You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. It's good to be with you tonight on this holy night. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about the symbols of our faith, albeit through ugly sweaters, which was great fun. The star of peace, the tree of hope, the manger of love, the angel of joy, and tonight, the word of God. If you haven't been with us over the last couple of weeks, just imagine the best sermon series you've ever heard. Um, whether, whether you have been with us, whether this is your first time here, you are all here at the right time. Let us hear that ancient story from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. It'll be on the screens, it will be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the Word of God. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered, and Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Christmas story is a story in three scenes. The curtain opens and we see a magnificent palace, the seat of all human power and authority. Caesar sits on his throne and commands the entire world to be counted. The news of Caesar's census travels to Quirinius, governor of Syria, a little lower than Caesar in power and influence, but enough power to be remembered by name. Joseph and Mary enter the scene preparing to make the journey from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south so that the proper authorities may count them. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to deliver her child. She gave birth to a baby boy, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This story begins at the palace, but ends with no place. It begins with Caesar, who was named emperor of the world, and ends with an unnamed child placed in a feeding trough. It begins with the seat of human power and ends with those who live in powerless poverty. It begins with everyone being counted and ends with a baby reminding us that everyone counts. God is beginning to turn the world upside down for all of the right reasons. Then the scene changes and we find ourselves on the outskirts of town with the third shift shepherds scanning the darkness, surrounding the fold for any sign of danger. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and they were afraid because their job was to protect the sheep. And now standing before them was a potential threat that they had never seen, that hardly anyone had ever seen before which is why the angel says, be not afraid. Peace be with you. Now, some have asked why we, here at Asbury at least, light the candle of peace first. Why we break the traditional order of the candles being hope, peace, joy, and love. Why do we light the first candle being peace is because we must be at peace before we do anything else. We must be at peace to hear this good news of great joy. If we are not in peace, then we are searching the darkness for a threat, whether named or unnamed, which is why the angel first says to them, do not be afraid. Peace. Peace be with you. Hear this good news of great joy, that the Messiah is born. Then the angel says something curious, or at least unexpected, to the shepherds. This will be a sign to you. You will see the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in, in a manger. The wise men from the Gospel of Matthew, they followed a star. They needed to see something in the heavens. These learned men who knew the, the, the course of the heavens, who knew the chart of the stars, 
God offered to them, as you may have seen a couple of nights ago, something in the heavens that signified greatness, that signified holiness, that signified that something amazing was about to happen. They needed a star, but shepherds, they needed something just a bit more practical. They needed a manger. They needed a feeding trough. The wise men could find the child following a star, but the shepherds, they knew how to find a feeding trough, don't they? God offered the wise men a star. God offered the shepherds a manger. God speaks to us in a language that we can understand, in a way that we can hear, whatever that language is to you, whether it be music or art or blueprints or books. God is calling out to you whether from the heavens or from the humblest of places of a feeding trough. God loves you. God wants you to hear the divine in a way that makes sense to you. As the curtain opens on scene three, the shepherds have found the child lying in a manger and they told the Holy Family all that had happened they could not offer treasure of gold or frankincense or myrrh, yet Mary treasured the gift they did offer, their words. That's all they could offer, and Mary treasured them in her heart. And for the record, Sean Wallmunster, there was no drummer boy at the manger. The shepherds offered their words that is what they had, it is what had been given to them. And Mary treasured them. It is not an accident that the shepherds offered a gift of words. In their own way, they were offering words as their gift, just as God has offered the divine, capital W, word to us. As we heard earlier from the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the Word of God, and Christmas is about approaching this Word with wonder and amazement. Even if in this year, this kind of year that we've had, if this is the only moment of wonder and amazement that we have all year, may we treasure and ponder this moment. I appreciate how Elaine Scarry says, you are about to be in the presence of something life-giving, something life-saving. It is not clear whether you should throw yourself on your knees before it or keep your distance, but you had better figure it out <laughs> because this is not an occasion for carelessness or leaving your posture to chance. When we approach this word, this place where the seeming parallel lines of the human and the divine intersect, I don't know whether I should kneel or whether I should keep 
my distance in reverence. But I do know, I do know that tonight I will leave changed. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we need something to hold on to. May we hold on to this word of its preciousness, of its life-changing power, of its life-giving majesty. Let us at least hold on to this night. Maybe this transformation of approaching the word begins simply with our words. The words we formulate in our mind and imagination, the words we share with each other, the words we put into action as we humbly serve one another. Did you notice how the words change throughout the Christmas story? The reading begins with words like decree and emperor and governor and registration. Then after we come face to face with the word of God in the manger, the words become words like treasured and pondered and glorifying and praising. A few weeks ago I mentioned that when God touches creation we hear poetry, not blueprint. So maybe the message simply is this. May this word, capital W, may this word be our words, peace, words of hope, words of love, words of joy. May our words be words of peace so that we may be at peace with our God and with ourself and with our neighbor, so that our holy imaginations can muster the words necessary to envision the hope of God's kingdom so that our words may be filled with a disarming but also comforting love so that when our words become silent inside of a soul exhaling joy all may know the gift that is the word of God, Christ our Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, in this moment, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we might hear your word in the way that we need to. So that when we leave this place, our words will be full of peace to our neighbor. So that our words may be words of hope for a new day. So that the love that we share will build up. Love that holds one another. Love that challenges one another. Love that is eternal so that when our words fail, we will still know your joy. This good news of great joy, of your greatest gift to us, this word of God. So Father, be with us now 
as we meditate on the gift of your presence. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you.